Welcome to the second season of SeaTech Voices, The Risk Perspective, the podcast that brings you expert insights to today's hot topics in healthcare cybersecurity, compliance, and privacy. Each episode of The Risk Perspective Season 2 features an inside listen into the conversations between SeaTech thought leaders, subject matter experts, and industry guest speakers who share their trusted risk expertise and perspectives. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. New episodes are released weekly, and a transcript of each episode can be found at Synergistic.com. And now for the show. Hello, and welcome back to The Risk Perspective. I'm your host, Lauren Frickle. Today's episode covers all you need to know about a virtual cyber risk officer. The market for virtual security officers is expanding. We've had virtual chief information security officers, VCSOs, for a few years, and now with the growing focus organizations have on cyber risk management, we're welcoming a new hat to the mix, a virtual cyber risk officer, also known as a VCRO. Here to talk about this new and emerging role are CTEC's Ryan Stewart, the manager of Synergistics VCSO and IR services, and David Finn, EVP of Strategic Innovation here at CTEC. David and Ryan, welcome and thanks for joining us. Ryan, as this is your first time on the show, go ahead and kick us off. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having us. So today I want to take some time to introduce myself as the manager of the Virtual Chief Information Security Officer Services. I came into this role back in September of 2019. Um, I was previously with Synergistec back in 2015 to 2017, where I was also a Virtual Chief Information Security Officer. And uh, between that time, I've been on the assessment team performing assessments, risk assessments, and helping our clients out with identifying any gaps in their security programs, as well as identifying how they can reduce risk in their organization related to cybersecurity. So I'm hoping today we can discuss the virtual cyber risk officer and how it relates to the virtual chief information security officer service, but also give a perspective on how CISOs and cyber risk officers can work together to better improve their risk management program. And I'm David Finn, the Executive Vice President of Strategic Innovation at Synergistic. And and I was very excited when uh, Lauren suggested the topic, the rise of the virtual cyber risk officer. Uh, I am a recovering CIO, but I started out in healthcare many, many years ago as a operational and systems auditor in healthcare. And I left healthcare to go to one of the big eight firms. I just uh, dated myself there, uh, where I was working in healthcare, but from the big eight audit side. And it reminded me, the fact that we were going to have this discussion about a cyber risk officer reminded me of, of a process I went through, which is going to lead me to some questions for Ryan, who's really the expert on this. But when I moved from healthcare to a big eight audit firm, at the healthcare organization, my focus was on the operational and system risks. And it's very difficult to parse those out. It's even harder now than it was then because our business in healthcare is the systems. Uh, so the, the risk is not just cyber or technical risk as it was all those many years ago, 
But today it's a, it's a different kind of risk. It's about patient care. It's about quality of care. It's about being able to even maintain the operations on an ongoing basis. So when I went to the big eight, for example, I had to rewrite all the internal control questionnaires because they were all focused on financial risk, which while it is important, it may not be the worst thing that can happen in a hospital or any business, frankly. You have to keep the business running. So really, I'm, I'm going to start out, Ryan, by asking what's the difference between a virtual CISO and a virtual cyber risk officer? That's a great question, David. And, you know, the, the primary difference from a high-level perspective is their strategic and daily focuses. Uh, traditionally, a CISO is brought up in a security department. Uh, they're using the security technology. They are implementing security controls. And as they grow in their career, they start to get introduced into risk management. But even that introduction to risk management is at a high level where they're going through the risk assessment processes for, you know, in healthcare, it's HIPAA risk assessments. Uh, today, we have NIST CSF gap assessments where risks are identified. And so over time, there is a precedent set around how risks are managed within the organization. And so when the risk assessment results come out, typically it's a qualitative approach to identifying the risk impact of high, medium, and low. And so while the risk practitioners in the security department are trying to reduce those risks by implementing security controls and policies, ultimately what they're doing is trying to close gaps in their security program. And so the risk management portion becomes implicit and not necessarily explicit where they're trying to achieve some type of measurable objective. So the cyber risk officer is a partner to the CISO, where the CISO has primarily been focusing on implementing security controls. The risk management portion somewhat goes to the wayside. And so what we're trying to do is emphasize the importance of cyber risk management and leverage that role to be able to communicate to organizational leaders the importance of cyber risk and help them drill down from a qualitative perspective and managing risk objectively instead of subjectively so that the investments that the security officer is asking for, the tools that are being implemented have a better understanding at the strategic level where CEOs, CFOs have to make financial decisions and the security department needs to understand that as they implement these tools, they're doing it with a cost through a cost-effective approach. And so that's where we try to separate between the CISO and the CRO. Right. And that does help explain it. And some people scratch their heads when this topic comes up because they say that risk is really part of the responsibility of the CEO and the general counsel and counsel and the CIO and, and the CISO. And, and while that's true, I think it's important to, to have what you described as kind of enterprise view, bringing in a risk officer, sometimes we call it a chief data officer, which allows risk management to kind of be consolidated and have a bigger view. So that's kind of the best of both worlds where you're getting CISO and, and risk collaboration. But what are, what are some of the barriers? Why don't we see more of this? Well, in healthcare, there is 
limited funding, especially right now. You know, CISOs seem to think that they have a handle on it. And when we go in and have done assessments in the past, and when our virtual chief information security officers are talking to the CISOs, it boils down to the time, the amount of time that it takes to be able to objectively look at the risk. The CISOs just don't have that time. There's already a shortage in staff in security and to be able to find folks who can really focus on managing risk and helping the organization better understand those cyber risk and translate that, that's also lacking as well. And so we see in the market, job positions are being created that are beginning to have a greater emphasis on the risk portion of the job and needing the skills and the background. And so the training is a barrier because there's not a lot of formal training around risk management. You know, there's certifications that you can get, but, you know, when it comes to just going into performing a risk assessment, it's very basic, taking likelihood, impact, and determining risk, whereas you know, there, there's a greater focus that's emerging through frameworks such as the FAIR Institute, ISACA has their IT risk framework, and then there's other frameworks out there that NIST and ISO have developed, but really, they still take a qualitative approach to risk management. And so that training and understanding is one of the greatest barriers and also, you know, ensuring that you have the right people with the right backgrounds that understand the business, understand IT, and understand security so that they can leverage all of those and address that to executive level teams and boards. And one of the things, and I'm just kind of asking to confirm because I've, I've kind of been following the rise of the, the cyber risk officer and, and the CISO in the financial arena, particularly in the kind of focused area we call fintech. And, and they've done that because we, we have a new urgency around risk. And I, I understand what you're saying around the CISO not having the expertise because risk is very different than technical security. But do we have a new urgency in healthcare around looking at the world through a risk lens, not just hardening the perimeter and hardening apps and encrypting stuff? But but are we seeing similar changes in the in the healthcare world as they see in finance that requires that risk focus on the issues? Yes, we are. There are, you know, limited budgets. And so CISOs are having to choose between hiring staff and implementing technology. And so they need to be able to make their decisions based on the risk so that they can have the best investments. And so that, and that's not just in healthcare, but that's across across the board in all organizations that they should be doing that. But right now, even with COVID-19, organizations are faced with limited funding and so as we hear about the choice between managed services or supporting it internally, they really have to approach that from looking at the real data and saying, okay, if we have this gap and the assessors identified it as a high risk, are they confirming that? Are they taking the time to verify those risks? That's not happening in most cases. And so the healthcare industry definitely is starting to look at risk and take it more serious. You know, HIPAA is a great framework, if you want to call it, for getting security posture of the organization increased to where, you know, they're, they're compliant, but and they may feel more secure, but they're going to have to take it a lot further. And healthcare organizations are starting to realize that. 
Yeah, and and the other thing I would add to that, Ryan, I think you're exactly right, is is one of the interesting things that, that we saw in the financial world, and we're certainly seeing in healthcare, is the regulatory environment is growing ever more complex, and, and we lots of times throw privacy at the CISO, and, and while there certainly is a privacy component because you can't really have privacy without security, but you get into the legal implications and, and regulatory implications, and, and is, is this another area where a risk officer who can focus on those broader risks? like compliance and, and legalities help a CISO actually do a better job of securing and protecting while keeping the organization compliant and within the, the guidelines and rules of the law. Yes, I mean, this, this is certainly, you know, someone who can address risk of noncompliance with any regulatory body. The cyber risk officer has a background in security, but their emphasis is more on management of the risk and being able to translate what security needs, what privacy needs, what compliance needs, and being able to help the organization better understand how cyber risk is affecting all of those. It's a great topic to discuss with clients about when, when I'm out there and they're, they're talking about their risk management, is that are they addressing these issues that they have with their risk to the enterprise risk management department? And in most cases, they aren't. They'll come in and say, well, we, our compliance department strictly handles the compliance risk assessments. And so they handle the risk assessment for HIPAA. We just are siloed and we handle the, the gap assessments um, for our security program. Having all of that information translated into how it affects the entire organization does not make its way to the enterprise risk management department. And I'm not even quite confident it's making its way to the CEOs and the boards of directors outside of we have a high risk. So, you know, we want to definitely be able to provide the CISOs, the compliance department, the legal folk with the meat and potatoes as to why a risk that is identified in the assessment is a high risk or vice versa, whether or not there's a low risk that should be a high. And so that's where the cyber risk officer really becomes valuable to the organization where they can translate all of that to entities across the organization. Yeah, that's very helpful. And I completely agree. We're really kind of moving towards a strategic risk and, and adjoining cybersecurity and operational risk management. And since I'm the old guy who always has to tell the story, I, I will tell an example. I had as a CIO and, and then maybe launch a, another question or two at Ryan. We had put in a request for around $300,000 to upgrade our Pixis medication dispenser machines on the floors. And, and I had never been turned down for, for capital requests. I had a very understanding leadership team and, and uh, executive committee that I reported to. And I could not be there to make the pitch one day for this upgrade to the Pixis medication cabinet. And I came back and my CTO was at my door waiting to see me and told me that they had turned down the request for the $300,000. And I said, well, you know, what did you tell them? What, what did you tell them we needed it for? And he said, oh, it was because the utilities on it w wouldn't work under the new operating systems. And we needed to upgrade the, the, the operating system in order to run the mal anti-malware and antivirus on it. 
and and they turned him down. I said, come with me. And we went across the street to one of the nursing floors and I found a nurse manager. And I said, would you take me through all the steps and processes it takes you to get medications out of this cabinet? And we timed her and, and then we failed the box over and, and we had her approval and and everyone knew we were doing it. And we timed it with her doing it in the failover mode. And it, it added extensive time to, to being able to get medications for a patient and manual documentation because it, was, it couldn't be logged directly by the system. And, and we asked how many nurses and how many patients and how many meds per shift uh, and multiplied that by 24. It was a 24 uh, floor patient tower. And, and we ran the numbers working with her for additional staffing and, and changes. And the next month we went back to the executive committee and, and I didn't ask for money. They had turned it down, but I said the chief nursing officer sat on that committee and I said, I just want to, to alert you that since we can't do the upgrade, this is the potential impact to nurse staffing on the 24 floors of the West Tower. And, and we went through it. And that cost, I don't need to tell you, uh, exceeded the $300,000. And so without even asking, we were able to get the funds and do the upgrade. But that was when times were simpler. We didn't have nation states attacking us as a rule. So uh, again, we come back to a, a risk officer who can explain things. You know, CISOs today uh, understand the business to a certain degree, but they don't have to have that level of understanding in terms of operations. So any thoughts on the cyber risk officer's view and fact that really in the court of public opinion, finally, cybersecurity is, is not just being viewed as a technology problem. It's really an enterprise risk, a business risk problem. That's exactly right. I mean, the cyber touches all facets of the organization, even if the device is a, a BYO device, BYOD device, and employees are walking around within that organization, it can it can introduce risk to the to the organization. So the the cyber risk officer will assist that CISO and the organization with not just understanding the known risk that are identified in an assessment but emerging risk and tracking those and helping the organization manage it throughout the organization. And any kind of last thoughts, Ryan, on how, you know, you've got a CISO and you've got kind of a CISO-centric approach to, to cyber risk. How does a CISO or, or an organization begin to, to make this move? They've got an understanding that it's bigger than just IT and security, but what would be the kind of next steps to lead you to this cyber risk officer? So the first step that I would recommend is taking a hard look at the risk management program. And that's starting from the enterprise level, you know, to ensure that the enterprise risk management department is not excluding any, I guess you could say specialty type departments where people tend to steer away from technical jargon. If the enterprise risk department is really going to capture all the risks, they should be touching every business unit in that organization. 
So taking a hard look at the, the risk management program at the enterprise level and then diving into each of the different business units um, risk management programs to see how they are managing their risk. So alignment between ERM and the individual business unit programs is very important so that they can all ensure that at the end of the day that the risk appetite is commensurate with what is acceptable for the organization. You know, really cybersecurity and risk management are two different disciplines. And so you can't overwhelm a CISO with two different uh, disciplines that take a, great, a vast amount of time to, to ensure that they're effective. So the CISO needs a partner. They need somebody who understands what they're doing and can be able to translate that to the enterprise level. I'm going to try to wrap up what we've, we've said uh, very briefly in, in the few minutes, and, and please correct me if I've, I've missed the boat, Ryan, but here's, here's what I think you and I have been saying, is given the number of functions involved and the complexity of the tasks, the processes of identifying and prioritizing risk and aligning a risk and security program and agreeing upon and implementing initiatives is huge. It's very time consuming. And so uh, one of the key purposes of having this cyber risk officer model is having the, the cyber risk officer and the risk group understand cyber risk at the level of each information asset and, and the relative business value entailed, as well as the operational and patient safety risks. And, and without the insights and the risk prioritization, Don, you, you, the CISO really can't proceed until they understand that. So this is really about fixing leaks together, the CISO and the risk officer understanding what the issues are, uh, technical and security, as well as operational and, and patient safety issues. So it, it, we've reached a level of specialization that a CISO can't own all of it and a risk officer can't own all of it, but everyone across the organization, starting with the CEO, has to be engaged in, in identifying and prioritizing the risks around cybersecurity. Excellent. Great. Thank you, Ryan and David, for those expert insights and honestly for speaking to real world events. You guys have been awesome. Thanks again for joining us and thanks to our listeners for listening. If you or your organization are interested or have questions about VCRO services, please contact us via email info at synergistic.com.